Welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your cod your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and today we're doing uh something a little different. We are talking about uh boss time. Uh for those of you who are not aware, um my boss time is a wonderful online database that gives us the ability to go in, create an account, which is free, and select the concerts you've attended um, seeing Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Um, The database has every show you can imagine. Um, it's divided by years and tours. So you go in and you select the tours you've attended. And then in behind the scenes magic, which I can only imagine how difficult this was coding, um, it calculates a lot of different uh, statistics based on the input you've given it. Once you create an account over on the left-hand side of the web page has my settings, my concerts, my songs, my songs per album, my personal premieres, and my locations, a map. I have mentioned this website a couple of times on um, earlier episodes and I thought that this website was so amazing that it deserved its own uh, podcast. So I reached out to a couple of people and they've shared with me some voicemails. And uh, so, but the first thing I want to do is add um, the creator of the website, a little personal note from him myself for himself Elko so here's that clip hi Jesse here's Ilko Klump from the Netherlands first of all thanks for making this great podcast and having my website in this special episode of Set Lusting Bruce I've seen Bruce in 33 shows including a pre-show he played in Paris And I saw Bruce for the first time in 1999. And in all those years, I saw him in eight different countries at 26 different venues. There are four albums that I've heard for 100%. That means I've heard all the songs of that album at least one time. Um, The most songs I've heard live are the usual suspects, I think, for the most tramps. 
Born to Run, Badlands, Dancing in the Dark, The Rising in the River. Uh, my rare songs. At number one, uh, I think a very special one. It's uh, When I Leave Berlin. He played it only one time, and that was, of course, in Berlin in 2012. And I remember him practicing this song at the sound check while we were waiting to get in the stadium. Uh, from outside the Olympic Stadium, we could hear the sound check and we heard him play a song over and over again, but we didn't recognize that song. So once we got in the stadium and when Bruce started the show, he came with this song. And, and uh, that was something special, uh, especially because he sung it in Berlin and the lyrics say that he will leave Berlin and will go to Amsterdam to see his lady. For a Dutchman like me, that's something special, of course. Uh, number two, uh, we have Jill House Rock, then One Way Street, 69 Tears, Drift Away, Held Up Without a Gun, that's uh, Stevie's favorite, Burning Love, Pretty Woman. He played Pretty Woman for Roy Bitten's birthday, and that was in Munich, in Germany. Shake, Rattle and Roll and uh, None But The Brave at number 10. So that were some of my statistics. Uh, I also have some news for the my boss time uses. I'm currently working on a new version of my website and there will be a lot of new features on it. Uh, I got so many ideas in my head and I love to share it with my users. But uh, making this website takes a lot of time and I really Hope I can release this new version later this year. Um, when the new version is ready, I love to talk about it on your podcast. Uh, I can't say much about the new features. I think it has to be a surprise for everyone, but I can say there will be more room for user interaction and of course some new statistics. Um, one of them I really like is a kind of a distance feature um, in the database. I put at every venue uh, the exact location and right now I have almost uh, 1000 uh, GPS coordinates in the database and if the website knows where you live it can calculate the distance between your hometown and the venue where Bruce uh, played. So you get some statistics like this, uh, in my case the total distance to see Bruce was more than 32,000 kilometers and the average, average distance to see uh, Bruce play was almost 1,000 kilometers for me. The concert which was the closest to where I live is 121 kilometers, that was Amsterdam and the furthest away concert was Sunrise, Florida that was almost 7,500 kilometers from my hometown. So I think this is really cool, but there is only one problem. There are still 100 missing uh, locations. Um, these are locations from uh, US shows. So if someone likes to help me to get the exact locations, uh, please contact me. And of course, if you like to help me with my website, feel free to contact me. There are a lot of little jobs to do, like double checking the set lists, add missing set lists, 
adds additional information, etc., etc. So uh, once again, thanks for making this episode, and I'd love to join you later on at your podcast. Greetings from the Netherlands. Bye bye. Thank you. I also did an interview um, with him, and I'm going to post the full text of that interview on the Set Lusting Bruce Facebook page. So please check that out. Um, so I thought it was a good time. Let me go through some of my statistics. Um, as you guys know, I am a firm believer that the amount of times you've seen Bruce is not a fair um, yardstick to use, a measure on if, you know, how big of a fan you are. But I do know that this is kind of um, what we do as fans. We kind of track that and do that. So um, I just wanted to share my little uh, notes. The first show I saw of Bruce was on November 3rd, 2002. It was the American Airlines Center here in Dallas, Texas. And the final show I've seen so far, I'm not giving up hope that we're going to get the chance to see him and the band a lot more, was on August 25th, 2016 at MetLife Stadium. So... Uh, 15 concerts over 14 years. Um, I have talked about this before. Um, The one song that has been played at every one of my shows is The Rising. Um, But my top 15 songs are, of course, one, The Rising, I've seen 15 times. Badlands, Born to Run, Dancing in the Dark, Came In, 2, 3, and 4, all I've seen 14 times. Because the Ninth, 10th Avenue Freeze Out, both were 11. Hungry Heart, The Promised Land, Waiting on a Sunny Day, and Rosalita, I've seen nine times. Then... Tied at Shout, Town at Eight is Shout, Thunder Road, Death to My Hometown. And then number seen seven times, Lonesome Day, Wrecking Ball, and um, I'm sorry, Death to My Hometown, Lonesome Day, Wrecking Ball. Then, um, it goes down to, and then the, I've seen six times, Cadillac Ranch, Land of Hope and Dreams, No Surrender, Out on the Street, Shackled and Drawn, She's the One, The River, Ties That Bind. Um, then I can see, because I made four um, shows on the new River Tour, of course, everything on that album I've seen at least four times. Um, the next category is... Um, my songs per album. So, starting at Ashbury Park, I've uh, greetings from Ashbury. I've heard fifty-six percent of those songs. Wild and the Innocent, fifty-seven percent, a hundred percent of Born to Run, seventy percent on Darkness on the Edge of Town, hundred percent of the River, of course, Nebraska, forty percent. 
born in the USA, 92%. Uh, live, um, 88%. Tunnel of Love, 33%. Human Touch, 21%. Lucky Town, 10%. In Concert, MTV Plugged, 46%. Greatest Hits, 72%. Ghost of Tom Joe, 33%. 9% of tracks, which is not surprising, correct? Um, 22% of the 18 tracks. 79% of Live in New York City. 67% of The Rising. Um, 62% of The Essential Bruce Springsteen. 75% of Devils and Dust. 75% of Hammersmith Odin London, 75 17% of the Seeger Sessions, 67% of Magic, 29% of Working on a Dream, 14% of The Promise, 69% of The Wrecking Ball, 33% of High Hopes, 5% of The River Outtakes, and 56% of Chapter and Verse. So hopefully you will um, go to mybosstime.com, create your own um, you know, profile, and you can compare how we've done to each other. Um, the next section in the podcast gives you your top 10 rare songs. Uh, working at number 10, working my way up, uh, I've heard The Wrestler once, He's played it 21 times live. I've heard The Wall once. He's heard it 12 times. Kansas City, he's played eight. All or Nothing at All, he's played eight. Burning Love, he's played seven times. Great Balls of Fire, he's played seven times. I Can't Get No Satisfaction, he's played six times. Oklahoma Hills, he's played three times. And then my two, well, Jump, he's played twice. And then Rebel Rebel, <clears throat> he's only played once. And then uh, the last section, um, I'm sorry, the next to last section is they talk about my personal premieres. And so it gives you by year and the date the first time you heard a song which is kind of fun to see. Um, and then the last one, which is pretty boring for me, my location maps. So I've just seen him, you know, in the U.S. But some of you more exciting world traveling bands uh, would be able to, you know, fans would be able to see, you know, all over the world. But mine is um, very much... Um, you know, how often I've seen him, you know, and it's, they've got a little icon of Bruce with his guitar facing outward and it shows, uh, you know, where in the map you've seen him. So it's pretty cool. So that's my information, but let's add a few information, uh, clips of people that sent this to me. First off is Anna from Sweden. Hi Jesse, this is Anna from Sweden. I've heard you doing a show about my boss time and I wanted to tell you that I'm a big fan and 
I also want to share uh, my most played songs and the rare songs I've heard. So I've been to 13 shows altogether and I've heard Badlands and Born to Run 12 times. Uh, I also heard Dancing in the Dark quite often 11 times and Born in the USA, Hungry Heart and the Rising 10 times. So those are my most played songs. The rare songs are with Every Wish from the Human Touch album. That's only been played six times altogether. Uh, and then I've heard It's Alright, the Curtis Mayfield cover. It's been played eight times and heard it once. Mountain of Love has been played 11 times altogether and I heard it once. Many Rivers to Cross I also heard once. It's been played 24 times and the excellent tune Frankie from Tracks uh, that had been played 25 times. I heard that once too. I also wanted to thank Elko for making this site is very good and I also helped him actually uh, with the translation for the Swedish version. Thanks a lot Elko and thanks a lot Jesse. See ya. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate it. Thank you for all your hard work. And thank you for the support on the podcast. Next up is a voicemail from Jennifer. Hi, Jesse. This is Jennifer. I just want to tell you my rare songs I heard live. And according to my bosstime.com, those are Jailhouse Rock, So Young and In Love, Easy Money, Have Love, Real Travel, and Back in Your Arms. But personally, I think uh, I thought the law should be in the, on that list too. And my most heard songs live are, of course, Born to Run. Only one of my shows didn't play that, and I think that was the Sega Sessions. And then there's Badlands and Dancing in the Dark and 10th Avenue and The Rising. And... Number six on the list is The River, which I heard almost every time I've seen Bruce. I hope all is well, and I hope you have a fun show with Elko. Uh, and Elko, thank you for the great, great website. Bye, and talk to you soon, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that. So that's our special boss time episode i hope that you reach out go to the website and then send me your uh rarities and what's your most played song um i'd love to hear that and i'm hoping that in the years ahead my boss time database grows because i see a lot more shows from bruce springsteen and the E Street Band. But for now, thank you for your support. Please go to iTunes to rate and review the show. It does help me. If you want to give me feedback on what you like what I'm doing or what you don't like about what I'm doing, I can be reached at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW, and the show has a Facebook page, Set Lusting Bruce. Please go and like us. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for your time.
We'll talk to you soon. For those of you who don't know, I do another podcast called How Many. It's basically an excuse for me and three of my friends to get together once a month and just uh, play grab arse, as we say. We talk, and the loose premise of the podcast is we pick a member, we pick someone from the entertainment industry or a topic, and we discuss how many significant um, songs they have or how many significant movies have they had um, and significant is a very rough discussion and it's mostly excuse to discuss the person's career and for us to have fun uh, the reason I'm telling you this um, is I wanted <laughs> uh, we recently recorded a Tom Petty episode and before we got to discussing Tom Petty Bob Jr. Scott and I talked a little Springsteen on Broadway. Um, Junior is notoriously um, someone who harasses me about Bruce not being that great. He does it with great love. He thinks Santa Claus is Coming to Town is Bruce's greatest hit. And uh, he said in a live show after he plays that, what else is he going to do? He has no knowledge of Bruce at all. So take his comments with a grain of salt. He's mostly giving me a hard time. But I thought this was an interesting discussion. I wanted you guys to hear it. So think of this as a bonus uh, segment on this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of How Many, where a group of guys gets together at a suburban library and basically (laughs) talk. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jesse Jackson. Joining me... Tonight is Scott Matula. Special guest, Scott Matula. Yes. Special uh, Bob Land? More energy, Bob. And Junior. Otherwise known as Mexican Junior. Absolutely. Um, as we're recording this, it's been a couple of days since the passing of Tom. The very Bay. unfortunate soon, passing soon, yes. of Lucky from King of the Hill. We are going to, <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're going to talk about that. He um, went mic off, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> <Dang it>. Um <laughs> Do we need to go through the 
Tom yeah, Petty well, joke series. We can, we'll hit on them as we hit on how many yeah. he okay. actually has. So, um, you don't have that many things. We're going to talk for a few minutes, but um, I I had uh, Peter Chianka, who does Blogness on the Edge of Town, on my podcast two days ago in real time. Um, and we talked a few minutes about Tom Petty and how uh, he and Bruce Springsteen had were brothers. And, and it was kind of strange when I, I looked to try to find video of Bruce and um, and Tom performing together. You couldn't find one. Um, so they did not do a lot of stuff together. They did like big Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They did the No Nukes tour together, which is my favorite Tom Petty story. Did you see the, the, the story the other day about him and Springsteen going eight track shopping together? Yes. I never heard that one yeah, before. Yeah, uh, as we're recording this, this is the third night of Springsteen on Broadway. The first night, which was Tuesday, he dedicated the show to um, Petty, though he did not do a Petty song. People were surprised, but this new Broadway is not a so, concert. Which, which by the way, Jesse, I saw on your social media yes. that you were trying to calm people down because apparently there was a rage up. Yes. About the ticket availability for these Springsteen concerts, yes. which I don't even—I didn't. I'm surprised it actually got sold out. To be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> well, if, he, if he didn't do a petty cover, did he at least subtly like chant tra- tramps like us, baby? We were born to run down a dream. <laughs> no. Um, the first off, Junior, thank you for asking that question. Um, he is doing like a 13-week run on Broadway, five nights a week. Um, it's about a two-hour show. It is the same show every night, which is unusual for Springsteen because he's known for changing up his playlist, changing right. up his like, set list. But this is more. This is not a concert. It's truly a Broadway show. He is reading from his autobiography. He's telling stories and he's weaving in. So it's like a one-man show. It is a one-man show. So acoustic, show. just acoustic. Him, a guitar, piano. Patty joins him twice to sing a couple of songs, and uh, so it is truly his life. And so, so what was the anger? Well, ticket because Springsteen, along with other great artists, um, when you set your tickets up for sale at Ticketmaster, there are spam bots that can go in and buy the tickets with the very purpose of just reselling them ticket on the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah ticket right. yeah. And so, Bastards. Ticketmasters yes. is trying to do. Ticketmaster is saying, okay. You have to you have to register to get a code that allows you to buy a ticket, and they picked the unfortunate name of verified fan instead of saying verified person, verified fan. So therefore, you know Scott and me, uh, you know we're going. Well, wait a minute. Um, You're saying I'm not a verified. I'm not fan? a verified fan. I've been a fan of him since 1972. Wow. I've gone to 80 concerts. And I didn't get a code versus Bob, who's only seen him twice, did get a code. How am I a worse fan? Or me, or who would have walked out after Santa Claus think, is yeah, coming to town. Yeah, so by the way, Santa Claus coming to town did not make his hit, make his set list on the Broadway. Terrible. People should demand refunds. Bad decision, so, boss. So it is, it is I, I believe, I'm going to have the numbers right, but it's under a thousand seat theater. And so, and normally, you know, he goes to 35, 40, 45,000 right. seat venues. So, why 
did you think you needed to take it upon yourself to be the peacemaker among the Springsteen fans? You know, as my role as a Springsteen podcaster, set left and Bruce. <laughs> Jesse's the Rodney King of Springsteen. Yes, yeah, just get along. Exactly. And and I just was I, I was I was frustrated that people took it personal they didn't get tickets. I understand being disappointed. Yeah. I understand even being a little bit angry because you wanted to do it, but I don't understand being personally insulted. Because people are stupid. <laughs> yes, thank you, Scott. They're just yeah. To be, I mean, would you that. be if you the Spurs make it to the finals? You know, you don't take it personal if you can't buy a ticket. You know, directly. Yes, if it said verified fan were the only people that got the codes and I did not get a code, I would not personally take it as an insult. Right. That I was not one of the people chosen right. as a verified fan. Yes. So that was the reason why. Um, anyway, um, that thank you for letting me. So I just wanted people to just be happy. And then um, there is currently about they are dropping twenty tickets a day for every performance at seventy five dollars a ticket. Um, seventy five dollars to eight fifty is the ticket range. And twenty tickets a day, they will they're doing a lottery, so you can sign up. And if your name is drawn, you can pick up the tickets the day of the show. You have to show ID, so you can't scam them. You can't resell them, but you can go for $75 a ticket. So they're giving people a chance. Now, so now then people are complaining, well, you only can do five days in advance, and they only tell you like a day before the show. So that's only for people around New York or that area, and it's like, Okay, I, you know, can't please everybody. You cannot please it, it, everyone. It doesn't matter, man. I, I, I say I, I worked for uh, like seven, eight years, like I said, running a record store. Right. And, you know, they pulled the big screw on us by putting Ticketmaster in our stores, thinking it was going to be, oh, it's going to be this big draw. People are going to come in and they're going to, as they're shopping for tickets, they'll buy records. They didn't. Okay. Right. It was, you, we had the numbers that show when people bought tickets. Sales dropped. Yeah, you know, you, the people come by and see that big line. They don't want to fight the crowd. Yeah, they don't want to fight that crap. New kids on the block. All these people out there. It didn't matter how we did it. What kind of lottery we did. You know, if it was a you know random thing. Okay, come pick up your ticket the night before. Pick. You know, didn't matter. You always had somebody pissed off. Yeah, and absolutely. And then they would come after me, and I go. Dude, you really think I give a rat's rear that you're not first in line and that he is? <laughs> yeah. I don't care, you know? It's Yeah, exactly. So that's what that was about. So Got another thank one. You. Yeah. I won't back down, 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 down. <laughs> I'm going down, back down, 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 down. Well, so Junior doesn't know yeah. I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Bruce Springsteen deep cut? Or? No, 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 no I, it's not it's that It's actually deep from cut. Born in the USA. I'm going down, down, down. I'm going down. You gotta listen to her hungry heart. I did camp out for Springsteen tickets many oh. years ago. I, yeah, you should join me on set listing. Now, did you make? Time. Did you get the ticket? Yes, we 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 camped out not outside a Sears in Irving. Oh wow, old Irving Mall. Yeah, uh, me and it was my me. my um my next roommate after George. The next guy has roommate. Mm-hmm. He and I, Rocco, and, right? <laughs> no, 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 and he was too busy circumnavigating Bill and the uncomfortable ex-girlfriend. And that's who. Oh. That's who we camped out. Now, which tour was this? The River or um, Darkness on the Edge? This of would have been. It would have been River, I think. Okay, because eighty, been yeah. 80, 80 yeah. yeah, And uh, so we camped out that night. 
Next morning, got up, you know, slept on the concrete in a sleeping bag. You know, me and my buddy sat there and played frisbee in the parking lot for about yeah. four hours. You know, it's like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right, who's gonna make a jack in the box run? You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and then it's the old comfortable. I, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, the ex girlfriend. Come on, seriously. You know, no, I really, I really have to go. It's like, okay, John, hold the spot, man. I got to drive her to a bathroom, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a Gatorade bottle at that point? <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't that. That's the oh, thing, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you had to. Oh, was, interesting. But yeah, so, you know, I did camp out once, got oh. tickets. We saw him um, in the Cotton Bowl, and we saw him at Reunion Arena. So nice. twice, so. Oh, yeah. very nice. Wow, so you think he does have a pretty big number. Oh, I, I, I was not a Springsteen fan, um, until actually after the river, I didn't like the river. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So that, we're so. going to package this. Okay. That's you're going to be yeah. on. I'm going to have him on set listing, Bruce. Okay. That's your real podcast. Yeah. Uh, my other he's podcast. enough of a legit. Yeah. Spring okay. okay. I, I kind of forgot where we were. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> so, no. No. I understand. Getting back on topic. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, my favorite Tom Petty story, and then we're going to uh, talk about is how many does he have? Yeah. So the the story is, and I've heard this from two different people, is on the No Nukes tour, he was playing before Springsteen. And someone came up before, the first time he played, and said, okay, Tom, you're going to be on stage, and you're going to hear all these brews. <laughs> they are not booing you. They are saying Bruce. And Tom Petty supposedly say, does it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> either, way, either way, they want you to get off stage. Yeah. 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 So, and uh, I just thought that was a wonderful story, his sense of humor and things. So, absolutely. Uh, before we talked about Tom Petty, it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 